What movie did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah? From 2010. And from 2010? That was a long time ago. It was. We were already in grad school then. We were. Which is funny. Cause... I remember seeing this movie in grad school. Yeah. I got a uh, pass to go see it before it premiered. It oh. was a press screening. Uh, you were in it. Oh, that was that weird relationship you had with that. That like... guy. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know. Oh, God. No, I was thinking... Never mind. This is this is too meandering. I'm not going to go into this. Well, I was going to meander and say that I saw it with the guy that ended up stealing $300 from me and my underwear. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun, that's a fun story. Yes, we'll leave the story at that. But God. I saw it with that guy before I didn't realize it came that. out. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, I have never seen this movie, so this is my first time watching I, it. I think I've seen this movie five or six times now. Yes. And I, I suggested it, watching it, because you keep saying, you keep bringing it up. I do. All the time. <clears throat> I think about the movie a fair bit. And you, you reference the lines, and I'm like, what are you talking about, Kevin? And I'm just like, from Scott Pilgrim. And then you'll see someone on TV, and you'll be like, that's that so-and-so from, from Scott, Scott Pilgrim. And I felt like I needed to be a little more in on tune. the up and up as to what, <laughs> what's going on in your head. Well, do you feel like you're more in line with it? Now? Yeah, I can't believe it's been this long since I watched. I, I that you hadn't seen that it. I hadn't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. It was really good. Yeah, I really enjoy watching it. I yeah, I don't know why we haven't watched this before. I, I really don't know either. Um, it, you just see it five or six times without me. Yeah. It might be my favorite Edgar Wright movie. This is real good. Like, I, I have to think about it. Like, obviously, Edgar Wright is the director of this, did um, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End, and then Baby Driver mm-hmm. was the other movie. Um, and this and Baby Driver are the only ones that were not sort of In the that Cornetto universe. trilogy. Um, but yeah, no, I freaking love this movie. <laughs> I always enjoy watching it. I was really enjoying it. I was like, I don't know what, like, what genre this film is in or the sort of, like, graphic novel it comes from, (laughs) but I'm enjoying it. I have the graphic novels if you want to read those. It is a lot of different... It's a lot. ...cultural touchstones. Yeah. I I always say that Scott Pilgrim is the best video game movie um, because I think it is a video game movie despite not being based on a video game. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... I think it captures a lot of the like the joy of video games and the silliness mm-hmm. really well because uh, it's it's a video game. <laughs> it's like what if life was a video game, and this new girl you're dating, you have to fight her seven evil exes. Yeah, and yet all I mean, uh, like pretty well rounded and not damsel in distress no. like. Women don't have any agency. It's all about the the guy getting the the girl. Yeah, no, oh. it's definitely not about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, Ramona and Knives, the female leads, I guess, yeah, are like both interesting like people as characters. Mm-hmm. They're not just like objects of affection. And there's sort of like there's a lot of complex things going on when you mm-hmm. just say it's a guy that fights seven evil exes. You don't quite expect this much nuance. Right. Especially in uh, something referencing so strongly video games. Mm-hmm. And we know from things like Gamergate. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not really a balanced. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But there are lots of people who like video games that aren't terrible. That's true. There are a lot of women who like video games. Yes. At Gamergate. But, um... (laughs) Yeah. And it's not... Scott Pilgrim is not the type of guy you expect to be really fluent in these fight languages. No. I mean, you see him playing video games with knives, which is is one of those... I mean, there's so many things. Edgar Wright has a thing where he always likes to set up what's going to happen later in the movie mm-hmm. and, like, do lots of foreshadowing and sort of like, hey, this is going to happen. And them playing the, like, DDR, but it's a ninja game. Yeah. Was very clearly, like, setting up, like, okay, we're going to have these. And then it's, yeah. of course, called back at the very end yeah. of the film. But, yeah. And it's a very Ma- Michael Sarah role. So it's something... In- yeah, yes. I, I was going to say, I'm not mad about a Michael Sarah role, because he plays a very similar character, it seems like. He's got a type. In in each one, but I'm never like, uh Yeah. This one again. Of, one of the things that I think that makes Michael Sarah perfect for this role, like for Scott Pilgrim in particular, uh, is... Scott Pilgrim's kind of a terrible person. Yeah. And the movie tells you that repeatedly throughout the course of the... Like, the movie starts off by telling you that Scott's kind of a terrible person. Yeah. But Michael Sarah makes you kind of forget that. Yeah. Which is... is, Does a very good job of sort of putting you into a terrible person's mindset. Because terrible people don't think they're terrible. It's true. You're never the villain of your own story. Like, I don't know that I'd say, go so far as to say Scott Pilgrim was the villain of this story, but he's he's kind of terrible. Like, he, yeah. he does bad things. Mm-hmm. Like, he cheats on his high school girlfriend, and he was always, or the, his high school aged girlfriend. His high school girlfriend was Kim, who it's very clear he was a jerk to in the past. Like, there's, yeah, there's bad she's, blood she's there. holding on. And, yeah. and he's oblivious, it seems like. Yeah. To- which is hilarious. I love Kim. She's my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> They're all my favorite character, but Kim is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just says so much with just a glare. Just, yeah. just. And they just cut to her perfectly. Yeah. Oh, the editing in this movie. I mean, it's a great movie, but editing yeah. in this movie is also just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, the transitions, like every time I watch uh, Scott and Knives' date, where they go from place to place, they're like looking at clothes, and they're in the record store. Uh-huh. And it's these seamless transitions from moment to moment while keeping the the dialogue threaded through. Mm-hmm. Just blows me away. Yeah. It's it's real good. It's a real good movie. It's real it's real good. Yeah. Um but yeah, also as I like to point out, everybody is in this movie. Yes. And as time goes on, like more people become more famous that were in this movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a fun headcanon. Well, you almost can't play headcanon with it because no. there's just two. Although for our listeners at home, you might want to explain the headcanon game you play. Um. Oh, yeah. Well, every actor just ex- is the same character in every film. So uh-huh. you just you just connect them together. And you pretend they're all the same person. Um, so, for example, <laughs> Captain America is in this. And Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel. <laughs> Before either of them are captains. Yes. Um, so cadet face period. Yes, Captain Marvel and Captain America are both in this and hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think I think Chris Evans. I, I know I just said Kim's my favorite character. They're all my favorite character, but Chris Evans' character of like the beefy kind of dim mm-hmm. movie star yeah. 
like a, a role, action hero. yeah, a role like he'd kind of played before bits and pieces, but just just nailed that sort of that. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> and then he went on to kind of be an action hero yes. in all the the Marvel movies. Yes, but not not that. No, all evidence is that Chris Evans is actually a real nice dude in real yeah. life. <laughs> but like, it's called acting. You can go down like the entire um, list in IMDb, and it's all like, yeah, oh, that's looking. a famous person. Well, I know that this is like a fan favorite for Kiernan Culkin. Yes, like uh, it's like a cult favorite role for him. Yeah. And... Kieran Culkin needs to be in more things that yeah. are good. Because, I, I mean, he, he kills it as uh, Wallace. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, oh, I get why everybody likes <laughs> Kieran Culkin. Yeah, I mean, he's in Succession right now, apparently, which is everybody's new favorite uh, TV show on HBO, but I yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. Anna Kendrick's in it. So we've got some early pre-pitch perfect mm-hmm. i mean she's been a lot more than was this pre-pitch perfect i feel like pitch perfect was before this. oh well we watched pitch perfect and Check maybe notes. When maybe was i it? wrote down i did not write down that's okay I got, it so uh, pitch perfect was 2012 yeah this was pre-pitch perfect yeah. anna kendrick wow yeah, yeah. Um, um ari plaza was in it right pre parks and rec yeah their babies brandon ruth brandon also known as superman, superman and or the adam <laughs> Soon to be Superman Both, again. Uh, I'm super on excited Legends about Legends tomorrow. Um, I don't. If for folks at home, friends, friends and family at home, uh, Amy and I love the CW Arrowverse yeah. minus the Arrow. We don't actually watch the Arrow. I mean, we don't know that we don't love the Arrow. We just, just never, never watched, watched it. it. <laughs> but we like the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow is just so much it's fun. So good. It's so meta. And yeah. Brandon Ruth's in it, and he's going to play Superman again, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah, so it's fun. I mean, so he and he has superpowers in in this one. His yeah, vegan he has vegan powers, powers. <laughs> which is something Kevin has referenced all the time. <laughs> Just like I think about it constantly. I don't know. I I think about the vegan powers and the vegan police. Um, I'm uh, pretty... Also, the two vegan police uh, we've just watched because one of them is the cop in the Expanse. What? And the other one was the bad guy in the latest reboot of Veronica Mars, one of the Mexican cartel oh, was. Bad, uh, bad guys. Yeah, they're on screen for like 10 minutes, five minutes. Yeah. 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 Um, Ellen Wong was on Glow and Dark Matter, both shows that we love, who played Knives. Well, she's on, I, I just checked, she's on something else that we watch. Oh, Glow. You just said that. I said that. Glow, yeah. I got glow it. and Dark Matter. I got it. Two shows that we loved. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, like everybody in this movie is famous. Um, yeah, so it's a fun game. You've got Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, who's in all sorts of things. You um, watched Johnny Simmons was in... Um, Jennifer's Body. Yeah, I just Jennifer's I, which Body. Which was technically before this. Yeah. Because that was 2009. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I went, that's young Neil. And you're like, I don't know who I that is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Nelson Franklin, like, short, I mean, just a couple of times on screen. We just watched him in Abby's. Oh, yeah, he was in Abby. Yeah, uh, he, he plays was... Cuomo, the guy that knows everyone. Yeah. Um, who has two of my favorite jokes in the entire movie. 
Um, both of which are when Scott is breaking into, not breaking into, he's going into the club to confront Gideon and he comes in and Cuomo's just kind of standing off to the side, just being like the ultimate hipster. And he's like, the first album is better than the first album. And it's like such a line. And then when Scott Pilgrim comes in again, a second time, because he reboots and does the whole thing again, Cuomo's line is, yeah, but the comic's so much better than the movie. (laughs) So it's like these referential like moments. Yeah. Especially because when Scott Pilgrim the movie came out, the Scott Pilgrim comic book was still ongoing. Like, it hadn't ended yet. Um, and so a lot of people were very, like, worried that it was going to spoil the ending. I actually say they have very different endings mm-hmm. because uh, Brian O'Malley didn't know what he was going to do for the ending. And so he's just like, cool. do what you want. Uh, make up your own story. Um, the comics were also very good. Uh, Talking about the music, I love the music in this movie. That's fine. I'm not a music guy, but I think all of the songs are great. Well, when we're like flipping around YouTube, there's all these videos on like ranking the music in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, which is they're all great. Had no no context. Um, I've definitely played you the the Envy Adams song. Yeah, you showed me because we were talking about Brie Larson starting out as kind of like a child pop star. Yes, teenage a teenage pop star. She was a teen pop star for a little while. Um, Yeah, and I was like, and she was in Scott Pilgrim, and she played Envy Adams. Um, the music by Sex Bomb in the movie is all done by Beck. Okay. Um, I don't know that he's credited for that, but I read that when the movie came out. Okay. Like all, the, all of the songs they play specifically are by Beck, which is just fun. That's cool. That's um, cool. And they sound kind of like Beck songs, but also not. Um. Yeah, no. For being a terrible band, they're actually <laughs> they're pretty, good. pretty pretty enjoyable. Although their songs aren't uh, quite as impactful as Crash and the Boys. Yeah, yeah. But the lead singer of that um, was Alex in Continuum, the uh, tech guru. How is everyone in this? I movie? think I can't find his name on. Uh, on, IMDb. on Wikipedia, well, I didn't yeah. go to IMDb. Oh, I'm on so, IMDb. I can probably find. Um, I believe that was that was who it is. Also, um, Roxy, the girlfriend, the lone ex-girlfriend, um, was is Mae Whitman. Oh yeah, Mae Whitman, who's amazing in everything. Yes, but she and Michael Sarah were both in Arrested right, Development, development dating. Yes. <laughs> so that's a fun head cannon. Yes. To um to play with. Yeah, no, she was she was great. It's my favorite parts. They're all my favorite parts. Movie. Yeah, I mean, I think about this movie all the time. <laughs> yeah, not any any references at all. Like we'll have bread, and he's like, bread makes you fat. Bread makes you fat. And <laughs> was it weird yes. watching the movie knowing some of the lines because I've said them? I no, it, it lots of things were clicking in my head. I was like, oh, okay, oh, that's where this comes from. <laughs> I think it was mostly the bread makes you fat and uh, the, the, the vegan, vegan powers, the vegan please, <laughs> that, uh, that I remember. Um, this cat is about to bite me. Yeah, it's bite time. It's bite time. Um, there's so many people in this movie. I'm, trying to, I'm having a hard time finding Crash of Crash that's, and the Boys. Oh, that's... that's yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Life is a video game. Yeah. Life is like a very 
early kind of video game. Yeah, yeah, the the, the what we'd call retro now, but like the arcade style like video I think games it was from the 80s. Pretty retro in 2010. Well, yeah, no, it was. Too. It was it was meant to be. But um. yeah, visually, let's talk about the visuals of the movie. Like I, we, we were talking even before we started watching this that Edgar Wright is a good director because he can tell stories with pictures. Yeah. And he definitely did that a lot in this one. Which it seems like I would kind of expect more in, in a, a graphic novel to film that is in the nerddom of a video game. Mm-hmm. That I, I would kind of expect the visuals to mimic the panels in a graphic novel or a comic book. Mm-hmm. Which it does. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, to a really great extent. Yeah. Although it, it's funny, because I feel like, um, talking about the, the panel, uh, maybe something about like the comic page layout, which reminds me of, did you ever see Ang Lee's Hulk? No. It's fine. You're not missing much. No, I haven't seen any of the Hulks, because you're not missing much yeah. with any of the Hulks. You're not. Um, but Ang Lee's Hulk, Ang Lee's an interesting director. Um, but Angley's Hulk uses like actual on-screen comic panels, so he'll have like three different shots on screen simultaneously. Mm. So it's like you're looking at a comic page, um, which does in no way evoke actually reading a comic. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at all three. <laughs> yeah, you look. Panels. You don't. That's not how you read a comic. Yeah. You look at one panel and then the next panel. Um, so because that's something that, of course, Scott Pilgrim the movie doesn't do at all. It doesn't. It, it understands comic panels better than that yes. than just to be like, hey, look, here's three different screens. The one exception to that is the animated sequences. Yeah. Because um, there's kind of in three different panels. or four animated sequences where Ramona's talking about her exes and we get, you know, the sort of brief backstory of, like, when they dated and who they were. Do we get multiple panels on screen? I feel like we get uh, at most like two panels. I think that but they're fading in and out, so yeah. as your eye would cover it in mm-hmm. a, in a page. Yeah, it works um, real well. Of things, um, but it was not distracting in the way that it was. It was very distracting in Angley's Hulk. Yeah. Again, and it's not, not just anything. comic book panels. It's just like when he's getting ready to go to kind of the. Um, Right before the climax, to the, go to this last concert, mm-hmm. and he's they do the cut the shots up, of zip yes. up <laughs> and the tie your shoes. And the, but then it's just slowly like tying his <laughs> shoes. Everything else is quick. He's putting on the coat. He's zipping it up. He's putting his hat on, and then and then he's he, very, very specifically slowly, tying his shoes. Exactly <laughs> tying his shoes, and it's a pause in a very like tense. Yes, he's gonna go. It's good. Rhythms. Get the girl, sort of. Um, in, in moment and that that is I think kind of an Edgar Wright oh that's a that's a very Edgar Wright move storytelling he loves those those like quick zoom in shots like um, he did them a lot in Hot Fuzz I remember I'm pretty sure Shaun of the Dead had him. I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead in a long time yeah. I've uh, never seen it really I haven't seen any of those oh, we should do a series <laughs> <laughs> I actually There's, don't think I own Shaun of the Dead. I have everything else. I've got World's End. I've got... These days, it's real hard. It's real easy to it's get. It's real easy to get um, movies. To get, yeah. <laughs> I liked... Um, there's two moments in the beginning where uh, Michael Sarah's character, Scott Pilgrim, repeats the story. Like, he tells the story to Knives about Pac-Man. Yes. <laughs> and they're really... And in that moment when he's... T- 
they're doing the DDR kind of mm-hmm. knockoff. They're doing it perfectly. They're totally in sync. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's at the party and he meets Ramona Flowers for the first time and he tries to tell that story again. And it is not nearly as <laughs> he perfect. He does it terribly. He does it terribly. Yeah, and I liked that moment of um, seeing him repeat it and mm-hmm. doing it badly. And then he repeats later in another date with Knives. He, they're doing the DDR and he he's, is like not into it. Yes. Um, I liked that. Those those moments. Yeah, Eric Knudsen is Crash of Crash and the Boys oh. and also Alec and Continuum. Yeah, see? Everybody's in this. He was also yes. in Killjoys, which I never watched, but I heard was good. And Bond Cop, Bad Cop 2, which is oh, a movie I have yeah. never seen, but have always wanted to. Because it's called Bone Cop, Bad Cop. That just sounds... Yeah. It's, that just it's, sounds fun. It's a, it's a buddy cop movie about one of them is a French Canadian and one of them is an English Canadian. Buddy cops come from different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I bet he's a Canadian actor. Oh, he's got to be. Um, uh, that was yeah. another great line. Is they make movies in Toronto? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How nice to have a film uh, that is filmed in Toronto actually be set in Toronto. Yeah, what a crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they don't. They don't ever let Toronto be Toronto. It's always, no, it's always everywhere some other, else. Some other city. Other every other place in the world is mm-hmm. Toronto. So just about just about everybody is in this movie is in and has done other things <laughs> uh, as well. All good things. Um, yeah. Should look at my notes. See if there's anything I wanted to say in particular. I didn't even write anything down. That's I okay. was just en- enjoying yeah. it. Oh, I think so. This is one of those things like like to get into the actual like film analysis, narrative analysis. I think. I mean, I've seen this movie five or six times, as I said. And it was two or three times ago that I started to really realize the parallel narratives of Scott and Ramona. Because mm. it's presented as, and the movie really focuses on, like, Scott's got to get through all of Ramona's evil exes. But you actually notice, like, over the course of the film, like, Ramona has to deal with all of Scott's evil exes yeah. as well. They're not organized. Not, they don't have a lead. Well, and they're not evil. <laughs> and they're not evil. They're all nice people. They're nice people. <laughs> I mean, maybe Ramona's... In, in a universe where we're not having the sight into reality, they're not yes, evil. Yes, but, um, but it's one of those things that's like, brings that nuance that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. on, is like, and and she sort of has to deal with this realization of like, oh, like, oh, you dated Kim, the drummer in your band? And, oh, you were still dating Knives when we met together? Yeah. And, oh, here's Envy, the woman who broke your heart a year ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, having to deal with all of those things... Um, strengthens the narrative a lot. I don't remember that being in the comics. Um, I only read the comics once or twice, but I think it makes the film work really well is to have those sort of parallel paths. Um, and of course, the bigger metaphor that anytime you're in a new relationship and you're figuring people out, the past is always sort of looming over mm-hmm. everything. And you've got to sort of deal with all of the baggage you have from all of your past relationships to get into this one mm-hmm. um it just takes it makes it very very literal <laughs> yeah yeah and it, well it gives um ramona i think her character some agency mm-hmm. in the, the story that she's telling in the film mm-hmm. or that's being told about her yeah 
in in the film. Um, yeah, I think we don't have as much to say about really good films. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe if I took notes during the really yeah. good films too. Then, it's hard when um, you, you just want to get in to watch them. Yes. I'm also tired. Yeah. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's time to go so, to bed. It's not time oh, okay. yet. We've got a few hours. Um, yeah, that one was mostly as playing headcan. I was enjoying it. Um, the lines that Kevin has been saying for years, <laughs> I finally have some context for them. The music was really good. Editing the storytelling the director does. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I haven't seen this film yet. I'm sorry. Well, we need to watch all the Edgar Wright movies. Apparently, I guess. I guess they're all amazing. Yeah, I don't like zombies, so that may have been what was yeah. preventing us from watching Shaun of the Dead. And I get it. It's it's a play on a zombie movie. There's still zombies I, in it. Um, I think. I personally think a lot of people love Shaun of the Dead the most i think Shaun of the dead was in my personal opinion a transitional moment for edgar wright because he was coming off of uh his tv show spaced which is also really good um but not nearly as polished as some of his later work and i think Shaun of the dead is a little bit shaggier i haven't seen it in a long time so i could reevaluate that if i watched it again mm-hmm. um whereas like hot fuzz is so perfectly structured is so finely tuned and scott pilgrim which is the one i did directly after that is in the same boat and the world's end is even more so Mm -hmm. um the world's end does this amazing thing where it tells you what the entire story is going to be in the first 10 minutes of the film and then it tells it to you again for the rest of the film and you don't care You're like, this is really yeah. good. Um, it's sort of like ultimately foreshadowed. Um, and then, I mean, you can look at Baby Driver, which is nothing but editing as perfectly as possible. Yeah, I feel like I have to go back and watch Baby Driver now that I'm a little bit more familiar mm-hmm. with Edgar Wright's Baby Driver is not my favorite of his, only because I I almost think it's too much mm-hmm. of, like, it's it is... An experience because you can watch it and all the action sequences are just tied into the music, which is amazing. But I think the story of the film suffers a little bit because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an, as interesting or as complex a story as something like Scott Pilgrim. Um, the love interest in Baby Driver does not have a lot of agency. She's not no, much of a person. And not interesting. And not That's interesting. not interesting. And I think that actually applies to most of the characters in Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, except for Baby. Yeah, and a little bit um, Darkwing Duck's character. Ah, uh, yeah. He, he who should not <laughs> the be <bad> named. Guy. <laughs> Still um, on the page from uh, Movies with Mikey there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just amazed in Scott Pilgrim. I think it was maybe an underperforming movie at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, it did not do well. But just the entire ensemble has gone on to do interesting, Amazing things. cool <laughs> things. Yes. Um, like maybe not complete superstars, 
Minus being in Marvel movies. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> Although at the um, rate we're making Marvel movies eventually, everyone will be in a Marvel movie. It'll be like a Law & Order. Yeah. Um, every actor <laughs> will be in a Marvel movie at some point. Yeah, which superhero in... did you play? Instead of like, hey, which dead guy were you? <laughs> which superhero did you play in a Marvel movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Chris Chris Evans' character um, in this is the, the like macho movie star, mm-hmm. not very smart. Reminded me a lot of um, the Arrested Development character, the brother who's the musician. Job. Yeah. They. Yes. Yeah. I felt like he was playing Job there's only a on, a, on a movie set. Yeah, there's um, a little bit of that. Maybe slightly more competent than Job. I don't think Job could ride a skateboard at all. Like even if he wanted to, real hard. Yeah, no, he would. He would. He would fall down and <laughs> act like he didn't. Yeah, fall down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's funny because this was this was happening during Arrested Development. Mm, no, this was post, this was later. This post. was post. Yeah, Arrested Development. I think ended in like two thousand six. It was it was oh, mid two thousands. Weird. Time is weird. Time's, and all the actors in this are like my age, your age. Yeah. So they were doing this in their early yeah, 20s. Yeah, they were all babies. And I guess we're still babies. We're in our early 30s. Yeah, we're not old. But even though. It was, it's, it's funny that, again, these are all people who are, I think, like, I think Michael Cera was the most famous person in this movie when it came out. Yeah, yeah. And that is no longer the case by a long shot. Right. Like, Michael Cera is not unfamous. He's still pretty big. But, yeah, looking back at it, and the fact that Edgar Wright managed to cast all of these people... Or whoever the, let's get the, who the casting director is. Give them their due. Oh, it's the Anya. She does a lot of. She does a lot of casting directors. A lot of. I mean, it's a big. I'm sure it's a big. Oh yeah. Uh, casting director, Robin D. Cook, Jennifer Houston, and Allison Jones. Allison Jones. I'm thinking the wrong. Okay. Wrong a name. But she's casted lots of things. She's got 116 casting director credits to her name, including The Good Place and lots and lots of other things. Rest of Development. Yeah. I think it's hard to cast people that perfectly. Yeah, for rel- for small roles. Yeah, maybe although... Almost- I'm looking at this. The other Jennifer Houston is the casting director on Orange is the New Black, which has some of the best casting I have ever seen in a TV show. Oh, yeah. Like when they're playing. Yes. I mean, period. But the, the people, the, they got to play their young selves. Yeah. Some of the best casting I've ever seen is in that, that TV show. Mm-hmm. Have we wandered enough? Wandered I, we wandered. Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, we wandered through a lot of things. And apparently we need to watch the rest of Edgar Wright's movies. Have, yeah, have a series. I have, I have no problem with, with that. Watching those. Yeah, but we're going to watch Pilgrim first. We, we just watched Pilgrim. No, the other Pilgrim. Oh, yes! <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving horror film! We're so excited. It's probably going to be terrible. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, but it's gonna be so bad. It's gonna I can't be so wait. bad. I'm gonna have to review my dissertation before we <laughs> we watch it to see if I remember anything yeah. from from my, my dissertation is about the pilgrims. Yes, so that's yeah. why I am super excited. Um, yeah. yeah, pilgrim horror movie. That'll be fun. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I thought it was fun. 
It was fun. Would watch again. Yeah, I, I would watch for the seventh race time. Yes. <laughs> now I feel bad that I never that we never watched this. I mean, yeah, apparently you've watched it like half a dozen times. Without... I watched it less than a month ago. Um, I got up early one morning and was like, I want to watch Scott Pilgrim. And yeah. so I just threw it on. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Amy, I've deprived you. Uh, yeah, it's okay. That's okay. Okay, I'll try not to watch any more good movies without you. I mean, I just got to take stock of the good movies I haven't seen yet. Yeah. yeah. They're still good. Yeah. All right. I think we're done, Miss Kitty. Say goodnight, Felicity. Oh, and I don't want to talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. No. No. Nope, nope. She's not going to talk. Okay. No, she's not going to talk. Well, say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy. There we yeah, go. Finally.